Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now on Masechet Pesachim Daf Nun Aleph Amud Bet. Uh, in the middle of the Amud, uh, continuing with our analysis of the first Mishnah of this, the fourth parak, and the general rule that was given in the Mishnah, which is Haolech Makom, meaning that you have gone from a place where the custom is to do Malacha on Erev Pesach in the morning to a place where the custom is not to do, or vice versa, you have to accept both Chumrot. And then it said a person should not deviate from the local custom in order not to decree, to create dissent. So I understand if you went from a place where the custom is to do work to a place where you didn't do work. Therefore, therefore, you accept the chumra of the local place. Don't do work, and that way you won't cause dissent. So now it's backwards. If you go from a place where the custom is not to do it, and you're visiting a place where the custom is to do work. So to avoid uh, deviating from the local custom, you should do work. But we just got through saying that you have to accept both chumrot, which would mean not to work. So I'm on Baye Aresha. Baye says that the Alishan Adam Nehmachloket is only a comment on the Resha, meaning that it's uh, it, the motivation for not working, even though your custom at home is to work, is to avoid the Machloket. Rav Amar Leolam Seifa. Rav says no, it includes both. The point is that if you come to a town where the custom is to work and you don't work, that's not considered a uh, um, a uh, something that might cause dissent. If somebody sees you not working, they're not going to say, "Oh, this guy is very observant and he's observing a local custom that we a custom that we don't have locally." They'll say the guy doesn't know have work. He doesn't have a job. By the way, he's visiting from out of town, so it's very understandable that he doesn't have a job. <clears throat> so Rava says that uh, that of the there that we don't need to be concerned about uh, about al shanei adam nemachloket when it comes to the seifa. The only point is, and this Abai and Rava agree, is that uh, if you come from a place where the custom is to do work to a place where you don't do work, you should not do work because that certainly would cause machloket. I'm going to stop for the Rava. Like we, the yadina mikviya diarcha. We already know where when the calendar is. We know what day uh, is Yom Tov. Now here we're talking about uh, second day Yom Tov. In other words, if we're traveling uh, from Eretz Yisrael to Babel on the second day of Yom Tov, so in the cities in Babel we can't do Malacha. Why? Because here the custom is not to do it. But we bar my what if we're out in the middle of nowhere in Babel? Ravami said that out in the middle of nowhere in Bavel you could do Malacha because you know what day it is, you know it's not Yom Tov. In the cities in Bavel they have a custom to practice uh, abstention from Malacha on second day Yom Tov. So this student was in Rav's Yeshivan Surah and he went to Pumbadita and it was second day of Shavuot. And, uh, and so he traveled through an area that was uninhabited. But nonetheless, he, uh, shamte Rav Yosef, and Rav Yosef threw him into Cherem, um, <coughs> uh, and, uh, he evidently had been doing Malacha on this second day. Amr le'abaye v'lingange mar negidi, why don't you just give him makot, 
What I did was even worse. In Eretz Yisrael, they would get together and agree to give uh, makot for a student who had done bad stuff, but not to put him in cheirem, because cheirem is even worse. He could have Rav Yosef. The other version is that Rav Yosef gave him makot. Amar le'Abaye, and Abaye said to him, "Nishvatei Marad, and you give him cheirem." The Rav Shmuel, the Amrit Abaye, Menadin, Ashteimim, Tovim Shel Galiot. If somebody violates second day Yom Tov, we put him in cheirem. Amar le'Hanimili, Inish Talma. That's a regular guy. Hachatzur Rabbanon, who this guy is a Talmud Chacham, the Tava le'Avdi. We're giving him a lighter thing than Marav. Minu Angid Anagad to the Ve the Varbe Rav, Lo Minu Anshamta, because now he's doing not like Eretz Yisrael. That in Eretz Yisrael they would not put a Talmud Chacham in Cherem; they'd give him a coat. And so, according to the second version, that's what Rav Yosef did to make it lighter. Okay, the the Mishnah then hooked up with the issue of Shemitah. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, we have to remember that the halacha of Shemitah is that you can keep fruit in your house as long as that fruit is still available on the trees and available to the public in your area. And so the Mishnah said, if you're going from a place where the fruit is still available to a place where it's not available, and you're carrying that kind of fruit with you, or vice versa. You have to be or either way. Now, Rabbi Yehuda said, Rabbi said, no, you tell the guy, just bring your own fruit. Why doesn't Rabbi Yehuda accept our principle, that you have to accept the chumro to both the place you left and the place you come to? Rabbi Yehuda is saying a different thing. He's not commenting on the Mishnah. Even if you went from a place where there was still pears to another place where there were still pears, and then you heard that back home the pears are gone, you still have to get rid of them. Meaning, when you were at home, you could keep pears in the house because there are still pears on the tree. You went to another place where there are pears aplenty on the tree, and then you heard that back at home they're gone, which means at home people are being mevaer, our Tana evidently felt you still have to do beer where you are. You could say uh, to anybody else, you could still bring them. Meaning, uh, because uh, here they're locally, they're not gone. So that means that it's a nuance on the issue of Makom Shalach Misham. Remember, Yehuda, therefore, is being lenient in his position in this Mishnah. But Rabbi Lazar commented that this opaque statement of Rabbi Yehuda was a chumrah. So we have to figure out what it means. Ela epuch, must be the opposite. That what the Tana said is, only if you left a place where the pears were already gone, and you came to a place where they were there, or vice versa, then you have to be or but. If you left a place where the pears were still there on the trees, and pears is just an example, of course, and you came to a place where they were still there, and then you heard that back home they were gone, you don't have to do biur. Rabbi Yudah says, no, you should, you could, they could say to you, go bring more pears from where you came from, and now they're gone, therefore you have to do biur. So Rabbi Yudah is being machmir. He said, no, read it the same way that the Mishnah reads. If you came from a place where they were not gone to a place where they're gone, and you came and you sent the fruit back, or you took them back to the original place, and they're, and they're still there. You don't have to get rid of them. Because you were traveling. You went from town A where there were still pears to town B where the pears were gone. You immediately turned around and came back to town A, and there's still pears on a tree. You don't have to get rid of them. 
That Rabbi Yudah says, no, we say to the guy, why don't you bring pears from where you came from? And they're gone there, which means you do have to do biur, even if you were just tra- traveling and you stopped in that place where they were gone. Rashi challenges that. While you're traveling, suddenly they, they become part of that place. Actually, this machloket, Rabbi Huda and Chachami and Tanakam, and our Mishnah is really another machloket that we have um, in Shmi in in Shvit. Ditnan Hakovesh Loshak Vashin Bachavita Chat. If you have three things you pickle in one barrel, or Blazer Mer Ochlin Al Rishon, Rishon Mer Af Al Acharon, Gamli Omer Kol Shekalei Minomin Asadei Vairminom Rachavit Valachakid Varav. It works as follows. Um, that uh, that Rabbi Eliezer's position is that you can eat all three of these things based on the Rishon, because the, whichever one pickles first, uh, whichever one is gone, the first one which is gone from the field, um, that because the first one that's gone from the field, all three are Asur, because by putting them together, you've made them together. Rabbi Shua said, no, you could even... Um, rely until the very last one, means you had uh, cucumbers and zucchini and olives or something like that. So, um, uh, or, or three different kinds of uh, vegetables that you're pickling. And Rabbi Yeshua says, until you've united them, and now you can rely on the last one of them. Until the last one is gone, you could eat them. Gamaliel says, no, the minute one, uh, one type is gone from the field, it, want, it has to be gone, meaning they're not united here. And that's how we follow. Right? And so therefore, um, uh, as Rashi points out, he says, this is how we then read our Mishnah. If you went from a place where they're still there to a place where they're gone, you have to get rid of them. But if some of them are gone, meaning you brought a, a bunch of different fruits, and some of them are gone, you can eat even from the kind that's gone, following Rabbi Yeshua, right? And Rabbi Yeshua says, no, that um, he holds like a Gamliel, which means each species is is seen uh, as unique, which means the 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 tie-in is when you're carrying a load when you're traveling. That's kind of like having them all be in one barrel. That uh, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Eliezer see them as all being united. We follow Rabbi Yeshua in that machloket. If we were to take a look at that at that way, and that's Tanakama who says that as long as some of these fruit are still there, you can eat the whole bundle. And that Rabbi Huda says, no, you look at each one's independently, like Rabban Gamliel did. Uh, and uh, therefore, if, the, if you have pears and peaches and plums, and the pears are now gone, you have to get rid of the pears, even though you keep the others. Okay, that's one take. Um, uh, that's Ravashi's take, that the machloket, and our Mishnah is, the, is that same machloket. Ravina he says, you're right, it's a machloket tanaim, but a different machloket. You can eat uh, dates until the very last date in Tsoar, Irat uh, Marim near the near the Yahamelach, um, is gone. Meaning, you can rely on for the whole country on that city. He said no. That um, that these are different parts of the tree. All right, and so therefore, <coughs> um, um, you cannot rely on the ones that are between certain parts of the tree, 
because that's not where animals can get them from. And remember the pasuk, meaning as long as the animals can get to them, you can keep them in the house. One, if they're only on a place on a tree that animals can't get to them, then you have to get rid of them. And Rabbi Huda is saying that, um, that, uh, following, who says that you have to, uh, you can, you, once the kind that you have is inaccessible to animals, you've got to get rid of them. Okay, Tan Tan, we have a famous Mishnah in Shvi'it, Shalosh Aratzot Lebi'ur. There are three different regions for the purpose of Bi'ur Shvi'it. Yehuda, the southern part of Israel, Evar Yadein, Transjordan, Galil, and the northern part of Israel. Shalosh Aratzot Bechalachat Vachat, and each one has three sub-districts. Why is there this distinction? Because as long as there's any of that kind of fruit in your district, you can keep eating it and keeping it in your house. Now, Menahani Mili, how do we know this? Rav Cham Bar Ukvam, Rav Yosef Chanina Makra, Rav Tachalachayasher Bar Tzecha, to the animals that are in your land, meaning, Kozman Shachayal Chalat Minasadeh, as long as animals can eat from the field, you can still feed that to your animals in the house and keep it in there. Once it's gone and inaccessible to the animals in the field, you have to get rid of it as food for your animals from the house. And we know that animals that live in the south don't go to feed in the north and vice versa. They don't cross the Jordan. And so therefore it's divided that way. Let's say you have fruit that left Eretz Yisrael during Shemitah. We get rid of them wherever they are. You have to bring them back to Israel and be mevire them there. Because you have to put them out and make them accessible to everybody in your land. But you already took them out. Meaning that we read uh, that uh, it should have said land. So it says and that extra chaf. Be'atzecha tells us that it has to go back to your land. Um, and that teaches us two things, both the original thing that we learned, which is that there are districts, and second of all, that it has to be done in the land. Inami me'asher be'atzecha, or the fact that it says me'asher be'atzecha, tells us that it also has to be done in the land. Safra nafim Eretz Yisrael chutzlar, Safra left Eretz Yisrael, visited Bavel, if you assume, v'adei garva d'chamer he had a barrel of Shemitah wine. He had two students joining him, uh, escorting him. He realized that he had the Shemitah wine with him, and he said, we have a machloket about whether I have to go back and get rid of it in Israel, or I can get rid of it where I am. Do you know what the halacha is? Did you have a tradition? Rav Kahana said, I heard that we do rule that way. He said, I heard the opposite. We don't rule that way, and you do not have to go back. Rav Safra, Rav is right. The famous student of Rachva and Pumadita was very careful to learn everything from his teacher correctly. And Rav Huna learns the same thing. This is a different Rav Huna than the famous Rav Huna. This Rav Huna of Eretz Yisrael was careful to learn Rav Yavau very carefully, and therefore we trust that he had the right Shmua. This is just a, an example 
for showing that Rachva, the student of Rav Yehuda, was very careful to learn exactly from his teacher. And Rav Yehuda had taught that Har Habayit had a double set of pillars around it. Stav l'fanim stav. That's what Stav Kaful meant, right? Karelev Yosef, Ami Be'aitso Yishal, Maklo Yagidlo, Kolam Bekelo, Magidlo. So he quoted a pasuk, very strange, out of Hosea, which is a pasuk about Avarazara, man, that really, uh, asks their wood to give them, uh, them pasuk, but he said it about Rav Safra, that Maklo, not in the sense of Makel, as in a, uh, uh, a stick, but rather Makel, like, uh, like a lenient. So he was happy to hear from the lenient one. Okay, Rabbi Elah, Katz Kafnaita de Shvi'it. So uh, Rabbi Elah, that's the father of Rabbi Yehuda, or the famous Rabbi Yehuda, um, he had um, uh, a a date tree <coughs> that had a small fruit on it, um, and he cut down this on Shmita, he cut down the uh, branches to use for wood, and thus uh, destroyed these fruit that had not yet grown. Since one day you're allowed to do that, the Ochlamar Rahman of the Torah says that Shemitah, uh, fruit and everything else is supposed to be for eating. You're not allowed to destroy them. Maybe you could argue, maybe that's only once they become fruit. If they're not yet ripe, low, you could still destroy them. We know that the, the, when fruit starts to form with a cover over it, it's already prohibited as Orla. Which means that these fruits should also be considered fruit once they are the, the little dates, and therefore you shouldn't be able to get rid of them. Kufri is little, these little dates, and you're calling them perot already. The answer of Nachman Damar Rabiosi is the famous uh, shita that smadar, which is little grapes that have just started to uh, started to fill up with a little bit of water, are already considered a pre. And Rabbanon disagree and say until it's a full grape, it's not a grape, and therefore the same thing with the dates. He challenged him and said, Me, since when do they disagree about other fruit? They only disagree about grapes. And we're talking about dates. So, Beit Shammai said, When is it? At what point? Um, are you not allowed to cut down trees during Shemitah? So Chamei said, the minute that anything comes out of the tree, any bud or anything, but Hillel gives different shurim for different kinds of trees, but all the rest of them, he agrees with Chamei. And when it said, that's the same thing as smadar. Meaning the shear is the size of that bean. So this is, Yigru is the same as Boser. Boser is further along than Smadar. It's gotten a little bit more water in it. <clears throat> so who is it who says that? That's Rabbanan. Uh, and they said for all other trees, it's Mishiotziu, which means that Rabbi Ila should not have done that. Ela Rabbi Ila, but then it's Chanikatz. What was it that he cut down? Um, he was uh, cutting down uh, dates of a... Uh, of a particular kind of date tree that just never get ripe, and uh, and they cut them down in one part of the year, and they and they actually ripen in a cleat. 
And so therefore, he didn't lose anything because by cutting the, the, this tree down and using the wood, the fruit was going to do what it was going to do anyways. Uh, we can eat grapes. We had before the idea of dates until the town of Tsar. Uh, is, uh, is no longer as dates. And now you can eat grapes until the Layochel Ochel, a particular town called Ochel, where they had, uh, vineyards, until those grapes are gone. And Yeshu man, if there's anyone's growing later than that, Ochlin Alain, you can rely on those. Ochlim is a Timachichlachron Shabitkoa. You can eat from olives until the last olive in Tkoa is, uh, is gone. Uh, he says, no, in Gush Chalav, in the north, they grow later. Until the point that a poor, poor, poor person could not find, it's going to, typically he's going to collect in your feet, not at the base and not up on the, uh, not in the, on the branch and not at the base, a rova kav worth of olives. So these are now, um, dates, uh, sorry, figs. Uh, you can eat them until this, uh, are gone. So that place is only mentioned in the context of Maser. Just to mention that those are Chayav Maser. Okay. We already saw this opinion from Gamliel says that you cannot rely on the fruit that is Bain Hashitzin because it's inaccessible to the animals. Raminu. So we have different points during the year, and we're not giving them a measure at all based on what in a particular city is done, but rather grapes until Pesach, Zetim until Shavuot, this is now half a year after their harvest season, um, dates until, uh, until, sorry, figs until Hanukkah, and dates until Purim. He switches the last two, dates and figs, and their date. The answer is, That's about when, in each of these towns, the things are gone. Or if you want, that's what it said in the Brita, that if you have anything growing later, you can rely on that. And so this is giving an approximate date of when the latest ones may be still available. Siman laharim milin. Siman lamakim dekalim. It says, what's an easy way to sell, tell when it's, uh, it's mountains? Um, it's a particular kind of trees, um, that, uh, that are very nice. In Siman Lamakim, in the valleys, you see, you see, uh, day trees. Siman Lamakim, Kanim. How do you know that you're near an area of wadis? And that is, uh, you see reeds. Siman Lishvela, Shikma, the sycamore tree is in the Shveba. We have an illusion that So it mentions that the cedars that were uh, that were brought to Shlomo were as numerous as the sycamores in the Shvelah. So you see sycamores in the Shvelah. Siman Harim Milin, Siman Lamakim Tekalim, Nafkamina Bikurim. What's the purpose of that for Bikurim? Non, Ein Mavin Bikurim Elam Shivat Aminim. Bikurim have to come from Shivat Aminim. Velom Tekalim Shvarim Velom Perot Shvamakim. You can't bring uh, dates from the mountains because dates have to be in the lower area. That's where the best dates are when they get more sun. And Perot in the valleys because they need more exposure. Siman l'nachalim kanim, nafkamina l'nachalaitan. That's to tell you if you're in a nachalaitan for the purpose of egla rufa, so you have to make sure there's reeds there. Siman l'shvelashikma, nafkamina l'mekachomemkar. Right? Because if you say, I'm selling you, um, 
uh, an area in the Shvela, selling some land there, if there's Shikmim there, then that's right. Shvela, of course, are the lowlands going from the mountainous area towards the coast. Uh, in Israel, you could say all of them are for purposes of If you say I'm selling land near Wadi, etc., the proof of that is this kind of growth. Okay, we'll pause this point and pick it up with the next Mishnah dealing with other local minhagim, doubling back to issues of Pesach. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.